You're listening to the Bi Urban Yogi Podcast. I'm your host, Will Blunderfield, Tej Rondier Singh. How can we live our modern lives with balance? How do we find happiness in all the noise? Where can we find meaning and live an awesome life filled with purpose and adventure? What role does sexuality play in spirituality? How about nutrition? How about community? Enter the Bi Urban Yogi. I'm a psych major, a kundalini yoga teacher, spin instructor, and a network Sony recording artist. I invite you to join me in these free-flowing conversations, exploring what it means to live with balance, love, and peace in the 21st century. Following a highly successful career as a professional in the corporate world, Robert decided to live into his life purpose as a spiritual guide and quantum shaman. He experienced an awakening in the early part of his career that facilitated a deep knowing that there was more to his life than his career in earth sciences, a career that he had eagerly pursued since his youth. Scientist turns spiritualist. Robert applies an innate depth of understanding of the complex relationships that shape the earth with 14 years of intense study, training, and mentoring in the spiritual and personal development arena to help people transform their lives by fostering an awareness of abundance, gratitude, and the miracle of being human. This miracle allows us to connect to our soul's remembering and use our thinking mind so that we can clear and develop our quantum field for exponential focused growth. By doing so, we gain access to unfurling the genius within to live into unlimited possibilities, take empowered action, and achieve extraordinary results. Reconnect to your soul's remembering. Gary Logan. Gary is an extremely vibrant and passionate Alexander Technique teacher and demonstrates amazing patience and understanding with all of his students. He has an innate talent to initiate a lifelong growth process that enables students to discover an in-depth development of themselves. Gary is known for his generosity, humor, a kind heart, and tenacious creative energy. He actively integrates these qualities into his practice. Gary and his husband Rob lead Mushroom Journeys on Salt Spring Island. I hope you enjoy my interview with Gary Logan and Rob Grover. So, mushrooms, why are they so in this season? <laughs> they go with anything. <laughs> Sauté them with garlic. Full of protein. I was going to field your other question. Well. Oh, yeah, tell me. Yeah. yeah. About the divine feminine and that rising. Yes. And shift. Mm-hmm. So with the divine feminine rising, I think there's a more balanced human that's being created. Cool. Whereby we're coming from a heart love as opposed to a, a lower chakra love. You're saying penis love versus... So penis love or <laughs> bumping fuzzies love. So, and I've witnessed that with a few of my colleagues whereby uh, they're actually getting into relationships and they're exploring that heart love first. Nice. And they're getting to know that other individual on that level and then transitioning into more of a sexual relationship. Mm. Um, so I think that's part of that whole transition from one age to another in that it's more about universal love and there's a safety in sharing that universal love with each other. Yeah. Um, and then for me as well, I've noticed that uh, I used to think that my love was only for my husband mm-hmm. and that he was the only one that I could share that with. But what I've realized is that I can actually share that with my friends. Nice. And as I share that with my friends a deeper connection takes place yes. and it opens up my connection to them, their connection to me, and we can share a deeper experience of each other. Cool. And, uh, like you find that your, your connection with Gary is more is deeper, deeper because you're allowing yourself to exchange universal love with your friends. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, totally. That's awesome. It's not blocked. Mm-hmm. It's open. But all this would not have happened without going on a journey. Mm, totally. Mm-hmm. 
you would have been stuck in your paradigm of the scientist and the quagmire and guck that was going on in your life would not have changed you at all. So it's funny if you look at photographs of us, say, six months ago and now, especially Robert's visual is so changed. Like in terms of how he looks? Oh, open and younger. Yeah. You look open and Yeah, now. so he, yeah. we would call, we all wear a masks to protect ourselves or right. our guardian masks. He, I said to him, your Batman mask has been removed. So ah. this blackness of darkness that was held around his thinking and his eyes and his feelings was taken away. Oh, and cool. the light shines through. Yeah, your, your frontal lobes and your eyes are very open. Yes, mm-hmm. totally. And I'm working on that myself and I find just looking into your sphere is helping me sort of calm and open that area mm-hmm. that third eye area mm-hmm. so it's it, amazing how we can heal each other just by working on ourselves yes. mm-hmm. yeah. and I, I think what happens is depending on the people that we're interacting with we wear different masks mm-hmm. and we wear different masks to appease those other people right because that's how they know us or that's how we think that they know us so we are constantly masking up and as we do that, we're just denying deeper parts of ourself. Yeah. And so what I've done is I've removed some of those masks so that the truer essence of or essences, because I think that's what yeah. comes through, is there mm-hmm. are essences of us that come through us yes. and can be shared with other people. And what happens is uh, we just share our truth of who we are more freely. And uh, I've gone with what I call hashtag unfiltered. Where it's like, you're going to uh, hear what I have to say, and it's going to be unfiltered. It's not going to come from an egoic stance or a nastiness stance, but it's going to be uh, heart truth of supporting you along your journey. Mm. And I'm going to share a part of my journey with you that I think or feel or hear could help you. Nice. And, And then by me being who I am, it allows other people... To be fully themselves, irregardless of the shite that has taken place in their life, they can just be them and they can unmask as well. Right. I was just sharing in the yoga class before seeing you guys, it is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask mm-hmm. ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Mm-hmm. Who are you not to be? Playing small does not serve the world as we let our own light shine. We give others permission to also shine the whole Marion Williams thing. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's that just feels so good to allow yourself to shine and not dim, not feel like you need to dim yourself mm-hmm. to allow other people or to dumb shine. yourself or down. Dumb yourself. Yeah, there's yeah, a lot yeah. of dumbification yeah, yeah. happening mm-hmm. in the culture. There's no dampening that's needed. Yeah, no dampening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We dampen ourselves because of other people. Right. Why do we do that? fear mm-hmm. of if I say what I have to say they may not like me judgment yeah. that's an old program that's been installed in us mm-hmm. that the you Dalai must Lama, yeah. he, saying, he said that when he first came to western world he was shocked by the level of self-hate that our culture has this level of self-version because mm-hmm. I guess we're in Tibet it wasn't as bad so he's like wow like, why do you guys all hate yourselves so mm-hmm. much mm-hmm. so yeah it's like an old program like a Piscean Kali Yuga program and it doesn't work anymore. Mm-hmm. It never really worked. Yeah. And I felt like um, I felt as an openly gay man in the Piscean age that I was being used. I was allowing myself to be used by people who identified as heterosexual as a buttress to their identity, so that they were right and I was wrong. Mm. And I allowed myself to fall into that paradigm. And it felt so bad, and I was always trying to prove myself. No, I'm right. No, I'm right. But now through Kundalini Yoga, I'm just like, okay, I'm just getting to my navel point, getting to my body, and then letting my tribe surround me. And it's kind of just like what you said. It's just like allowing myself to feel as good as I can and shine my light. And then I can feel the love. I feel your guys' love when I do that. And so I don't feel like I have to prove myself. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah Aquarian age feels so much better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> And then what happens too is there will be certain people that just fall out of your life mm-hmm. because you're bringing your as they fall out you're making new space for those people that you really truly want in your life. Right. And even the, how we met as well mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. an exact example of that. Yeah. So that 
we can actually sit and have this conversation yeah. about universal love and sharing it with others and that it's safe it's safe to unmask it's safe yeah. to show people your true being like irregardless of where you've been or what you've done and one of the big realizations that I've had is um, is like we still have to heal the past as we work on ourselves yeah, in the forward. present yeah. yeah but we also have to look towards the future and what we're creating mm. and the vision that we're holding for ourselves mm. and the vision that we want to hold for ourselves in the community that we're creating as well right um, because I think so many people have are hyper-focused hyper on healing the past. And it's like, no, I can't do this until I've healed right. this aspect of myself. And it's like, right. no. So it's like they, people have the binoculars out and they're hyper-focused. Both pieces of the binoc are hyper-focused on the, on the past of I have to heal X, Y, Z because it's having an impact. And it's like, I say split the binocs. Right. Keep one looking towards the past so that you can still heal things as they come up. Yeah. Put the other one towards the future, look towards the future, and then the center of you is present so that you can be present for your life. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to be hyper-focused on being stuck. Right, that makes on, sense. On just having to heal. And it's like the past is the past. It is the past. Let it be the past. Mm -hmm. And move forward while with the caveat that you're still going to do the work. As you grow into a new vision for you and your life and creating yeah. your own reality. Right. You don't have to be perfect to lead. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. nobody's asking for perfection. Right. Where it's the demands we put on ourselves. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's part of where the self-aversion comes yes. in our culture is there is this, uh, it's like you have to be perfect. It's even like with singing. Yeah. I was telling my class today, like, because in Kundalini we sing together a lot in the classes. I said in preliterate tribes in unceded First Nations lands we're on like most of the tribes would sing together whether you were the shaman whether you mm. were the witch doctor whether you were the kid they all would get together and sing um, and so it's not about being perfect mm -hmm. it's just about doing it so it's like you don't have to be perfect to do you mm -hmm. just fucking do it that's yeah. exactly just get on and just be do and it. do yeah, yeah. And work on healing the past, yep. but don't get so enmeshed Caught up in it, in it. Yeah. that you're not creating your future too. Yeah. That's, yeah. I like that because then your past just becomes your future. And That's it's right. Always healing. It's the yeah. loop that keeps going around yeah. and around yeah, and around. Exactly. Hit me now. <laughs> yeah, totally. We, we, we shoot tears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Put them out of their misery. Yeah. <laughs> totally. So it's that record-breaking time. It's uh, I have a vision of you put a, your past on your record, an old LP, uh -huh. and basically take it, throw it against the wall, break the record, mm -hmm. and let's sing a new song. I love that. Let's start again. Oh, you know, totally. So, so it's yeah. like, why not? Some people need the visual cues, and it's like, okay, let's just take a record and do it. Smash it. Yeah, let's just break it, and there it's done. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. Good. It's broken. You can't play that one no more. Sorry. I love that. <laughs> Delete it. Delete. You know, Delete. it's like, Press. well, you don't have to. The thing is, you said to keep it. It's there. It's part of us. We don't have to make it part of us, mm -hmm. but it's still within us, and we're not feeding it anymore. Mm -hmm. So we stop the feeding of the parasite. That's because it's broken. That's Can't right. feed it anyway. Yeah. That's right. It's there. It's the page it, of the book. Yeah. Like where your scars is medals. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's the page of the book, but you don't need to go back and reread it yeah. every bloody day. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh! Yeah. Oh, I love that. <laughs> that's beautiful. Like how do how do mushrooms aid in this journey of of what we're talking about? Well, it brings it right to the forefront. Mm. It brings it right there in front of you. And it's like, okay, you need to deal with it now. This is what we're here for. Okay, and this is, let's work through it. And there's a lot of tears. As we said, there's a lot of snot. And <laughs> <laughs> but there is. There, there's an emotional... You don't go in there and say, like, oh, I'm going to hash out my old stuff. You're just going to whatever your attention is. And yeah. uh, that follows through. But, of course, there's going to be that glimpse of the past that comes through. And... Uh, for my journey, there was that vortex of the darkness down below that I could see it. And then it's basically queued up with you within your sight within the journey. Is like, do you go all the way in or do you stay on the periphery of it? And sort of as I did, I tested the waters and what I needed to bring out of the darkness, dealt with it and let it go. 
And so I must, I don't know how many times I did it, but eventually this vortex closed and then there was another part of my journey after that. That, cool. that had been dealt with yeah. and it was almost, that's the first part of the journey. We both discovered that is it's going to deal with your clutter and your gunk so you can be rewriting your DNA, as you're saying, changing that habitual thought pattern into something yeah. new and fresh and where you're supposed to be and where you're supposed to be going. Yeah. And, and to do it without... As I said, it could take 10 years of therapy. Right. Who knows? Who knows how long? But it's uh, it's not going to kill you. <laughs> That's for sure. It's going to enlighten you. Exactly. Right. It's going to bring you... It's going to show... I, we, I, they call me the truth there. So it's going to bring the truth out of you. Right. Totally. Yeah. Because so it's, many people think that, oh, I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah. And what happens is that's, that's what, what we've been getting. told. Yeah. 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 So what happens is you actually find your mind for the yeah. first time. Right. That's it. And, and you guys do emphasize the importance of preparing, setting yes. an intention. See, I did none of that. Yeah. So preparing, set an intention, eating clean, yes. maybe like no coffee for a bit, no alcohol. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No red meat. No red meat. No red meat. Yeah. You yeah. can do the fish and the chicken. They say less protein as you go before a few days before the journey. And then mm-hmm. there's a vegetarian or vegan diet all the way through. And then hopefully you follow through with that on the way afterwards to process it so you're not nice. mm-hmm. yeah yeah because with us contaminating your your vessel mm-hmm. it's like a two-month process yes. with us uh supporting people prior yeah during and then after nice and that just helps people integrate their learnings because it's a sacred teacher yeah and that teacher meets you where you're at mm-hmm. yes. wherever you're at it meets you where you're at and you're whole and complete and that's what we try to do with people is um we do our best to meet people with where they're at. Yeah. And they are whole and complete right now in this present moment. Yeah. Everyone's whole and complete. There's nothing to fix. Yeah. But whatever you want to work through to grow into a newer version of yourself, that's what happens. And it's about giving people permission just to rest into yourself. Because I think society, we're so... We're so hyper-focused on just go, 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 go. We never give ourselves time to sit and to be still. And the work is done in stillness. It's done in without the mouth moving. and The fidgetness, the, mm-hmm. fidgety, the hands, the gestures, the things that distract ourselves from actually getting the thoughts forward. So with my practice as an Alexander teacher, I would teach them the moments of stillness. Alexander Method. Alexander Technique. You probably have theater school. I've heard about it. Yeah, so it teaches you to be in the now and to be focused and uh, integrated into oneself, you know, get connected instead of disconnected. So your your energies and your flowing. I like that. I heard that when there's no enemy on the inside, the enemies on the outside can't do much harm. That's right. Is is this mushroom journey about self-love at the end of the day? I would say yes. Yeah, because you're there to honor yourself. Mm-hmm. You, uh, the Salasivan teacher, meets you where you're at to honor yourself in your journey, in your journey of life. Because I firmly believe we've all come here for a reason in this mm-hmm. lifetime. And part of what we help people do is reconnect people to their souls remembering as to why they came here. Nice. So, and as a result, those masks fall off and fall away and mm-hmm. we're able to be those essences of ourselves that really serve ourselves in our life whatever we do for our career mm-hmm. and your community um and then it just it really allows you it just allows you to love yourself more and more and more mm-hmm. no matter where you're at and is yeah. there any part point uh, in Kundalini we talk a lot about the navel point being connected to your body essentially mm-hmm. I found when I did the mushrooms I mean I was just so unprepared it was pretty irresponsible of me I just did them uh, is there a piece do you instruct your participants to maintain a certain awareness of the body while they're going through the journey uh, pre-journey we help people get aware of their energetic being mm. and uh, meditation and chakras and being still. Mm. And um, a lot of it 
is done in silence with um, minimal uh, interaction because typically the words get in the way. It interrupts the frequency of your journey. And so if you're compelled to talk about something, for the most part, uh, I tell people that we have a bandwidth of experiences. And when we experience a trauma or a drama in our life, there's a bandwidth to that experience. And we go in to someone and try to get help with it. And we talk about it. And that bandwidth, say, for instance, if it's 10 centimeters, just for illustration point, one millimeter is the vocabulary that we have in that bandwidth to actually explain or to talk about that experience. So our language limits us and we tend to come out of those feeling worse. So if we're talking to someone else about it during the actual journey process, it can detract from it. So you just, it comes down to whatever you're coming up against in your journey, we help people to move from this mass paradigm of you must understand something before you can accept it. And we help people go into a journey with the idea that accept everything as it comes Mm -hmm. with the intention that you'll understand it and unpack it and integrate it at a later date. Mm. So witness consciousness? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah. What do you do if you feel like you're leaving your body, you're being pulled out of your physical body. Is it kind of like what you resist persists? Because when I, that's what I felt, and I was resisting it, and then it got worse and worse and worse. Is it kind of just an embracing of, as you said, what arises? Mm-hmm. And if you feel that, you kind of just breathe into it? And... Yeah, so there's... <laughs> Go ahead. The process of uh, breathing... You have to breathe into it. You're also going to surrender to the teacher as well. That's there for you, the sacredness of the teacher. and um, So the calming of the body is very important. So um, The physical body. The physical body. So if they come, if they are local and they are in Vancouver, we have them come to our home and they go through a process of a lesson with me to get them integrated into themselves and how their body work on their faulty sensory awareness of think how their body is and actually which faulty sensory awareness of movement and thought patterns behind their oh that's faulty yeah so we're looking at it's like so as if you you didn't know your head was here so let's get connected and say oh do you know your head's to the left or right that's just as an example and they will well my head's straight so that's not even looking at the mirror so it's a faulty sensory so get them connected to themselves and get them grounded and get some sort of sense of you know, what does the physicality actually feel like? You yeah. know, can I sense my arm and my legs? Most people are neck up. Right. That's all, and they're totally disconnected. So once we get them involved in sort of some example of connectedness, then when they're in the journey, we just remind them. Uh, there are hands-on. Uh, my work is hands-on. Robert's is more from a, an outsider sort of. I do, en- I do energetic, work. Energi- energetic work on people from a distance. From a distance, cool. yeah. And um, with respect to the the whole leaving the body thing, it's it is uh, it's safe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nobody's ever left their body and not come back during a journey. No. No. Okay. <laughs> Where do they go? Yeah. <laughs> we put a fishing line on them and we wheel them back in. <laughs> but you will, you will, you'll get that sense of. You will uh, travel. Up. You will travel. Yeah. Definitely you will travel because that's part of the whole experience. You need to let go of your physical being huh. to get that vessel clean, cleansed, I would say. Huh. So you're taken out. It's gone through the washer. Oh. And then you've reinserted back in oh. to a new vessel. Mm-hmm. That's how There's I... There's certain Kundalini <coughs> meditations yeah. where it's like that too. That's, yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. You know, and then, then they actually make you talk to people right after the meditation so that you're like, come back into this plane. Yes, mm-hmm. get grounded. Yeah, yeah get totally. Grounded. Yeah. So, when the shaman says, okay, after we did um, a debriefing afterwards, this was like probably eight hours after I'd it's gone through my system and we're sitting talking outside. And he says, now we can really ground you into it and get you out of it by just having a beer. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's funny. He says, cool. the alcohol grounds you back down. Really? Yeah. So it was quite interesting. So I was like, I said, yeah, okay, I think I'm ready. And there was a sign. There was quite a funny sign. My mother always liked hummingbirds, and this massive hummingbird hung over our heads. And I said to him, I says, well, I think my mother just gave me a sign because she was a drinker. 
and she liked her beer. I said, it must be four o'clock somewhere, so it must uh, be beer time. It's time for <laughs> it's some time hops. <laughs> Exactly. Nice. So, yeah. So there's the moments that it can bring you right back down. Totally. Interesting. Yeah. Cool. And I think the other aspect is that we are multidimensional beings, right. and it's okay to be that. Mm-hmm. Right. And if you do go and leave the body and travel... What you do in your dreams. You do in your dreams as well. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So... And that's okay. It's, that's exactly, okay. it's okay. You're and up in the morning, totally. Right. If you didn't wake up, your time has come. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's in the dream state. <laughs> yeah. So that, that divine intelligence that's there in the universe, is, it's there for all of us to access. Yeah. And you can go and explore that and learn things. So that's the, uh, the other part of the intention that we hold for people is that when you're seeing things in your journey it's not just about okay that's that's great that i just saw that so it's about asking the questions when you're in the journey asking them to yourself of like okay it's great that i am seeing this what am i to learn from it so that i can help myself and help other people totally so that's the the key component that so for instance in uh one of my journeys i remember uh seeing my hand transform from uh, the hand that I have now to transforming to uh, a woman's hand and it was married to my current husband as a man and then it flashed and then there was my hand was a man married to a woman who was Gary so it was showing me that I had experienced all these lifetimes with my current husband and it was deeply, deeply powerful, and it was very emotional because it was it was also experiencing the love and the joy and the the departure of all of those uh, lifetimes that we've shared together. And so, I asked in that process, okay, what am I to learn from this? And the the key the key learning for me was that I need to be gentle with myself and gentle with Gary because life happens so quickly in the blink of an eye like in no time I probably experienced like maybe 10 or 15 past lives where I was with Gary and um, so it's taking those lessons and then integrating it it's like okay then how can I be more gentle with myself and part of that is just leaving judgment at the door and, about yourself, mm-hmm. judgment about anything. and judgment about like oh well Gary left like the trash in the bin like oh goodness like who was he like you can go down these rabbit holes that just make your own life miserable and so it's like okay no I'm taking this on I'm going to be more gentle with myself more gentle with Gary and then that carries on to everyone else that's around me as well so it's taking those um, taking those lessons or those teachings from the psilocybin teacher from the divine sacred teacher and integrating them into your life so that you can have a happier more joyful or loving experience in your day-to-day life how do you be more gentle if you're tempted to fall into a rut of being nasty to yourself or another catching yourself in those moments learning how to i i need to oh look what i just did and how does that feel? How does that feel? And then you need to stop and then look, okay, so if I did something wrong or said something wrong, then I need to correct it immediately mm-hmm. and deal with it other than letting it foster and fester within us and then mm-hmm. it just grows into this evil darkness. So the thing is is getting you to stop those habits, look at it, and then respond mm-hmm. accordingly. Mm-hmm. It's learning how to do that. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's then, the process. Yeah. And then looking at it too is if there is there something that I need to work on here mm-hmm. and feeling into it and is there a, an energetic stagnation that's there that needs to be dealt with mm-hmm. or is it coming from a level of discernment of okay I've worked on this it's complete I just need to switch my mind into a different way of thinking about myself mm-hmm. and so it's a it's a gradual process that it's like the the old adage that your life is like an onion mm-hmm. and you're just peeling off layer, layer. layer by layer and so that you can honor the deepest parts of yourself uh, because I think a large part of what's taken place in society is that we are stuck for the most part um, in the world of suffering mm-hmm. and we live in it 
because there are so many teachings that say, no, you haven't come here to experience love and joy and peace. Those are like uh, rare moments. So the baseline is suffering and sorrow and depression and sadness and grief. And you must live in that. So if someone dies, you have to live in the grief for a long time. Whereas my take on it is that we're here to experience peace, love, and joy, and happiness and let that be your baseline. And then when something happens, someone passes away, allow yourself to go out into that experience, honor it. It's like, okay, someone just passed away, honor it, work with the energy, and then come back to the baseline of you being that loving human being as opposed to staying in that stuckness, in that uh, lower vibration of grief or sadness. So... That's something that, uh, through the work that I've, I guess, allowed myself to be. Cool. And it's a, it, it's a choice. You have to choose it. Mm-hmm. And if you don't choose it, then the energy of the masses is just going to take over. Mm-hmm. And you'll yeah. get stuck into that, that loop. Because yeah. there's a, what I call an energetic pollution that takes place. Mm-hmm. Whereby, depending on who you're around or who you spend time with, um, people can unconsciously, energetically pollute your your being. Right, right. And like energy vampires. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they a book by Christiane Northrup called "Dodging Energy Vampires." Mm. And uh, yeah, she just talks about how, how you know, as an empath, it's important to choose wisely who you surround yourself with, and mm-hmm. and don't be feel guilty if you like don't don't want to hang around certain people. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Like. You become like the top five people you surround yourself with. Mm-hmm. So choose mm-hmm. who you want to be like. That's right. Yeah. 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 So going back to um, love, peace, and harmony that we are all seeking to be and who we truly are mm-hmm. is society has set us up to um, not be that till we retire. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You must go through pain and suffering and work nine to five. It's almost like a badge of honor. Yeah. So like, I get it. So now I get to go on holiday and I get to be right. in this peace-loving environment at 65. Now I get to live. Now I get to live. Oh, yeah. Right. I right. live to retire. Hmm. And it's changing, I think. Yeah, I think. People the, are realizing, yeah. especially the younger generation. Yeah. I see people being like, oh, I don't really want to work for this mm-hmm. job. I kind of would like to travel the world and I'd yeah. like to take a yoga teacher training and yeah. start teaching They're more Australia explorers now. Yeah. Yes. And they're yeah. not willing to... And then a much. cog in the wheel. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So they're yeah. changing. Yeah. Things are changing. Yeah. It's okay. Mushrooms are so um, interesting. They, they, they look like penises. Yeah. And since I started <laughs> taking mushrooms... Cat penises? Cat penises. <laughs> <laughs> well, Let's I put it in perspective here, the size of the mushrooms. <laughs> Some of them are big. <laughs> since I it depends on the leprechaun that exactly. peed on it. <laughs> some are elfin and some yeah. are big. <laughs> since I started eating them, like, I, I eat a lot of medicinal mushrooms. Mm. I've uh, found that it's easier for me to connect with other males. Mm. Before I found that really difficult. I felt kind of like a freak and really hard to stay in my body around other males. Right. And I don't, I mean, I'm sure it's multifactorial, but I felt like around the time I started ingesting medicinal mushrooms, it's, yeah. it's a little easier now to mm-hmm. interact with men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder why that is. I think there's two aspects to that. I think that's the, the science part. So the science of the mushroom is that it actually grows in a mycelium mat and then the actual mushrooms come up out of that mycelium mat. Mm -hmm. So when you're eating uh, any type of mushroom, you're actually going to be uh, ingesting that DNA, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the material of that. And it's, I call it a technology yes. that you're... And even like reishi mushrooms that grow on trees, Mm -hmm. they're still a mycelium base. Yeah, exactly. So, so you're you're actually like upgrading your human mm. by allowing yourself to um, tap into that technology because they're connectors connectors because of how they grow so as a result you yourself will be more connected to other people mm. Mm. and I can't remember the other part that I was going to talk about that's really interesting mm-hmm. that's yeah, they and, and I heard that they also can siphon nutrients if there's certain parts of the forest that need more nutrients. Mm-hmm. Siphon or send signals. Yeah. Say, hey, like, or there's like this certain microbe that we need to f- not fortify against, but because I don't, I don't believe in 
evil microbes. Mm -hmm. I study German New Medicine, which is um, the idea that microbes in general, sometimes the microbes can be very spicy, and but in general, microbes are there to assist in the healing phase of certain, mm -hmm. we don't call it diseases, we call it special biological programs of nature. Right. Mm. Okay. So for example, if you've got like a tumor, and then in the healing phase, you might need um, mycobacteria and fungi to break down that tissue that was used during the cold phase or the stress phase because mm -hmm. right? you no longer need that extra tissue. Yeah, that would make yeah. total sense. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a, a beautiful TED talk on how uh, mushrooms will actually save the world. Hmm. Is that by um, Stamets? Paul Stamets? Yes, exactly. Cool. That's exactly who it is. And cool. he I'll talks about... I just scrolled and I saw Yeah, it. he talks about how uh, mushrooms are used to bioremediate soil that's been contaminated by like petroleum products or oil mm. slicks so we could use that on our bodies too because we're probably all contaminated with petroleum mm -hmm. exactly especially if you're somebody who wears a lot of makeup mm -hmm. yeah. i was in the makeup store the other day because i was doing a photo shoot and i wanted to get some makeup and i went and asked them i was like oh do you have any natural makeup and they're like oh yeah here's natural makeup and then i went over and it was like there's like a little bit of shea butter in it and i was like what else is natural about it and they're like Nothing. Nothing. Exactly. <laughs> it's just like all the pretty. I know it's so pretty. It's called bare metal. It's all mineral. <laughs> it's like a tiny bit of shape. I'm like mineral. Rest like yeah. you cancer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, decontamination of mm -hmm. the physical body through mycelium through mushroom products. Yeah. yeah. And then there's the energetic component that we have stuck emotions stuck. Uh, in the form of energy. Do you think medicinal body. mushrooms can help remove stuck emotion as well? Oh, definitely. Not mm -hmm. just hallucinogenic ones? Oh, definitely, yeah. Cool. Um, it's all connected. It's, it's all not, connected. And it would have to be done with intent. Yes. So conscious, uh, conscious intent. Yeah. In that uh, that's why you're actually doing it. And you could, um, that's what you could easily do uh, in your meditation. If you're taking medicinal mushrooms. Um, you're using Some that before your meditation mm -hmm. as a teacher and yeah. uh, help you process those things and typically part of how I work with people is I get them to talk about what's taking place in your outside circumstances that you don't like mm. and uh, by doing that they get present to various aspects whether it be love, career or um, in their friendships or uh, their love life uh, finances, whatever mm -hmm. is taking place. And typically, if they see it or feel it as a problem, there's a, a feedback in the body where there's stuck emotion mm -hmm. uh, or stuck energy. And you don't necessarily have to relive trauma or drama that's attached to that where that, that program or cycle started taking place. It's just about honoring that stagnation and using um, the quantum field. Yes. to bring in those aspects of light um, to help shift that. So I often say that um, it's only there's only one letter between being stuck in your shit and going through to the other side and shift. Uh, oh, yeah. What was that off, off uh, camera? What were you saying? What was that, 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 that little uh, pithy thing you said? About... Pith shit... You said, uh, I can't remember what it was. Shift to shit? Yeah, or no. Something shift like to that. shift? You said something else. Maybe it just came out of you, but it was like... It probably remember. did. It'll come back to me. Yeah. But it was something like that. Mm -hmm. yeah. So you have a choice to stay yeah. in your, your shit, mm -hmm. or you shift. can actually shift out of it. Mm -hmm. And um, we all have the ability to do that. A lot of the time, we haven't been taught yeah, how to go into that. To and then we don't know even how to run our own energy of, well, I want to bring, like, X, Y, Z into my life, but I can feel it on the inside, and that's, I think, the other paradigm is that we all keep it all bottled up inside. We keep where our feelings bottled up? Our feelings are our feelings about trying to manifest something into our life, and we keep it inside, where we actually have to in, intend to send that energy out of our field so that those people, places, and things can drop into your life. Right. And that we have to feel worthy enough to allow that to happen. And we have to be a cooperative component to the dream. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we realize on a subconscious level or on a conscious level, oh, I don't really actually feel ready yet. Mm -hmm. You know, like when I was doing cocaine, like I wanted to be a singer and release another album. But my physical apparatus was so 
tired and weak from the drug use mm-hmm. that I was holding myself back because I was like, I, if that manifested right now, I would not be a component to it. Mm-hmm. You know, I need to strengthen my navel point and start eating some more organic green things and less deep fried things and, you know, start doing a bit more yoga and quit, quit the drug habit, you mm-hmm. know? So I, I think a lot of us hold ourselves back because we, we know that we're not... We need to learn how to let the passion come out. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. we withhold our passion and mm-hmm. what we or who we want to be and mm-hmm. I feel with the journey that taps in to that passion of who we are and what we want to be mm-hmm. and the path changes cool. and it's okay you go yeah it's okay mm-hmm. yeah. it's okay for me to express yes. fully who I am mm-hmm. and then when you do that other people get to do that yes mm-hmm. it's just like a ripple effect it's shared right yeah followed through everybody around you wants the wants same to feel the same like my sister mm-hmm. she noticed the change she goes what did Gary do so we eventually had to tell her mm-hmm. it just wasn't a spiritual meditation workshop ah. <laughs> 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 that there was some diet and food that had to go with it too, like chocolate <laughs> and so she she was going through a lot herself and with the death of my mother also and just the transition she moved over and lived, is now living with us so she thought well this will be a good change Yes. and the shift happened in her and she, mm. she did a mushroom journey she did her. totally nice. and, uh, and then she was microdosing after that she mm. was um, her journey her, she went deeper she had, she had a lot of shit to shift <laughs> <laughs> and she's still shifting <laughs> but she's very aware she's more consciously aware of her thoughts and her actions now than nice. ever before nice yeah which is really good and she still act out but yeah. she'll come back and apologize and realize cool. that the error in her ways oh that's yeah. good some no. more awareness mm-hmm. yes yeah. They call Kundalini Yoga the Yoga of Awareness. Mm. And mm-hmm. it's similar, I'm feeling, to the intention of a mushroom journey in that it's about expanding your consciousness mm-hmm. and and being in the here and now but also connected to something more. Mm-hmm. And we were talking off, off air about um, Gabor Mate and mm-hmm. how he really endorses Kundalini Yoga, he really endorses Landmark, and he also really endorses uh, psilocybin journeys. And um, I have friends... You know, and, and myself who've used them recreationally, and it hasn't been the pleasant experience. So I, I really um, love what you guys are doing because it's all very um, giving people time to integrate it. Because like I was just like doing it, and then the next day I had to work, and it was like ah, <laughs> that oh was really God. not fun. No, no, yeah. no, no. It's a it's a care package we put together. Cool. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's care. It comes from the heart. It truly comes from the heart. And uh, we want the best out of our, our participants or our clients, whatever you want to call them, to mm-hmm. um, have an... Not, it's not about it being enjoyable. It's about working through. Because the work's uncomfortable. Yeah, the work, yeah. You have to be ready for it. Yeah. When you face yeah. yourself, <laughs> it can be uncomfortable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we're it's there. It's not all butterflies and reindeers or no... Unicorn farts. Uh, unicorn <laughs> farts and rainbows. Exactly, <laughs> one of our friends said. <laughs> the, the work is uncomfortable, but mm. when you get through to the other side, mm. we're there to, to help you to sort of unpack and unpack the shit so that you can repack, repack, repackage yourself. Into Spiritual harmony integrating totally. Yes. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, there we go. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Write that down quickly. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's uh, Mm. yeah. It just it really we focus on intention because intention is deeply powerful, Mm -hmm. and when we come from the heart space and really letting that intention sink in and come out, it really. Whatever your intention is, it will come up and out, right. and it'll meet you where you're at, so that you can you can process what you need to, mm-hmm. so that you can, you, like Gary's sister, she was pretty much like she was unpleasant at times because she was stressed out because she was dealing with the, like her mom passing away, and I say that she was like 
80-90% cranky and 10-20% to 20% happy and now she's on the other end nice. of being like 80-90% to 90% happy and like 10-20% to 20% cranky so awesome. there's that awareness of how powerful your intentions are and that when you break it down did she intend to become more on the loving side that was her intention she wanted to be more open Mm -hmm. cool she wanted to be more open and happy and she wanted to be able to move to North Vancouver and be more open to have more open people in her life cool so and that's what's happening she's like at the pride parade her friends are shifting too yeah totally Mm -hmm. and there are people that have fallen out of her life Mm -hmm. and but that's good because for her anyway because it makes room for those other people that are peaceful loving joyful and they're um, like at the pride parade she met someone who sat right beside her and turns out that she does energy work cool and um, like even we gave away furniture in the last uh, last few weeks and most of the people that showed up were energetically inclined and were spiritual to some extent so it's just like wow like these are the people that we're bringing like to and through our life because that's who we're being so when you're actually being what you freaking want in your life mm-hmm. when you're truly practicing it in your life mm-hmm. that's when those other people that um, you want in your life will start to really show up because that's, that's something that Gary and I really wanted uh, for our life is to have those people that we can really sit down and have a conversation about anything and everything yes and when we really started to do that with ourselves and other people mm-hmm that's when that intention came full circle nice what do you do when you look back and you see that the world hasn't come along Uh, you know I've been told to just keep my eyes on the dream and live it as if it's already manifested Mm -hmm. you know because I feel like every time I turn around and I see that you know my father doesn't you know he's a traditional doctor and we disagree and this and that and that I feel like in those moments when I do that I'm splitting myself apart defying my own dream and then blaming them for my misalignment mm. yet I still have this like weird urge sometimes to like tur- turn away from my dream and not be compassionate what advice would you give me uh, the first thing I would do is look at the blame and that blame is most likely a program or an energetic stagnation within you that you would want to explore and bring bring light uh, bring light into that space because you most likely feel it at, on some physical level mm-hmm. in your body mm-hmm. whether it's a, a wrist pain or a finger pain or a knee pain or a stomach pain or a headache, or headache. A headache. Yeah. totally yeah. or yeah. like you may have a, a exactly. pain in the neck yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and what are you saying <laughs> so that that's something that uh, that we teach people as well, just to go into those moments of like, uh, pay attention to your language. So I tell people like, watch your language. So mm-hmm. if you're if you're using the language of like blame, mm-hmm. then there's uh, there's most likely like that probably doesn't feel good. No. So you can probably tap into that feeling right now of where mm-hmm. it's at, mm-hmm. and be like, okay, I feel it right there, and it feels like I'm gonna like maybe have a small vomit and then you can just with intention bring in the light from mother Gaia and the light from the cosmos from your guides as well Mm. and then um, when you do that you can bring it in to that stagnation and then just what I see uh, on a quantum level it just it starts to when you're bringing in that light it just starts to percolate through that stagnation and then it breaks up in various ways and sometimes it just breaks up and leaves the body or there's an actual seed inside that stagnation and that seed is part of a gift that you're here to honor so that's when you take on the work of honoring that seed and fertilizing it fostering it working with it so that whatever that seed is whether it be if it's typically if it's lower down in the body it's most likely um uh greater creativity or greater empowerment for you so Mm. you powerfully being in your power center or being more creative in your love life or your your work or whatever 
um, you're working towards, or if it's like higher up, typically those seeds, if it's in the heart, it's all about, it's going to be all about love and self-love and how you can love people more fully if it's in the throat. Most likely has something to do with your voice, your voice in the world. And um, so you've experienced certain things in your life that um, have allowed you to um, just entrain in those old programs and then you just have to observe things that are coming up in your life and be like, oh, well, I don't like that. So let's take a look at that and remove those stagnations. So it's like you're, you're deleting old programs so you can install new software nice. and operate at a different level because, mm. like, chances are you don't want to feel blame in your no. life. It's not the best feeling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then there's so many different, like, ailments that people suffer with. And from what I can see, people suffer with them, like... For no reason. If they just have the awareness of like, oh, this is what's going on. Mm. I can go into it, feel it, and I can have go out and work with someone that they can teach me how to work with this. Work with that feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To transform it mm-hmm. to its higher frequency. And to, just, yes. and to let it Change go. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. And that happens, like, I see it, I see it taking place on a quantum level and then... Um, you may have a stomach pain or something that's associated with blame or grief or sadness or whatever that emotion is and it will typically be tied to another aspect of the physicality of who you are so for Mm -hmm. instance I was working with this uh, beautiful client uh, a few weeks ago and she had gone through uh, chemo Mm -hmm. so chemotherapy for uh, lung cancer in 2007 she had neuropathy in her right hand she didn't even tell me about the neuropathy but uh, through the session I just worked with her and we were working on various aspects of her being her lungs and her digestive system and at the end of the session she was sitting there crying and I was like oh no what have I done what have I done and it's like she's like no 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 the happy tears the happy tears and the neuropathy that was in her hand since 2007 was completely gone Wow. Had she allowed life force to go to that place? Yeah. So we worked with the lungs and the digestive system. And then as a result, we we healed certain aspects of that. And we did like an aura cleanse as well. Mm -hmm. And then um, the other aspect is um, we all have guides. Right. We all have guides, but we don't bloody use them. We don't call them. As we say, they're um, sitting at poolside having a martini. Uh-huh. waiting to be called on so if you don't call on they're going to sit there and just keep wait, drinking keep drinking <laughs> <laughs> totally. really, but that's my vision that's what I see yeah, exactly yeah, that's is. what they are yeah as a, a friend of ours he was calling out he says well, I want, do we speak to dead people or do we call on dead people I said well I don't know everybody is you know nobody's dead really we just, pass on. we just pass on through spirit and I said well he's ready he's waiting for you to call on him if you want to speak to your father he's not he's not going to come without you saying I need to speak to you mm-hmm. so we awakened that within him to say you know you just sit in the silence you know if you never meditated just put some soft music on or just sit there call him mm-hmm. just call him nice. I said and if you don't sense him he's there just yeah. speak yeah. Say what you want to say and just sense going to the feeling afterwards mm-hmm. and how are you going to be after that. Yeah, cool. Just work through that. I said, because he's there. He probably wants to work on his shit too. So, um, yeah, so it's quite interesting. In the non-physical. Non-physical, mm-hmm. yes, the father. Yeah. yeah. So. Because I truly believe that we're all here to honor ourselves in a deeply powerful way. And, like, I jokingly always say that the number to the universe is 1-800-I-AM-AWESOME. <laughs> And you're here to honor the awesomeness of you in a powerful way. So when you, it doesn't take long. You can literally do it in two minutes where you like, okay, I'm calling in my guides right now for the highest good, for the highest good of all, Mm -hmm. whatever that looks like for you, just form a sentence to call in your guides as long as they're here to honor the light and love of you Mm -hmm. and humanity and the collective, then connect, just sit and connect, call them in, and then that's when you start to have the conversation and you ask your guides a question. 
mm-hmm. of like, what am I to do in this situation? Mm-hmm. Like there was one day, uh, I remember I was sitting there and I was working on, uh, some documents for a sales page that I was putting together and I was really jittery and I was like, what is going on? I just like, can't like sit here and type and, so I was sitting there and... 12 cups of coffee. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was sitting there and I was sitting in meditation and I called, I called in my guides and the guidance I received was so simple. And it's not rocket science. It was like the guidance I received was decrease your coffee. Stop drinking so much coffee. Mm-hmm. And I, I think at that day I might have had like three. Mm-hmm. And so I cut down to like one a day. And as a result, I was able to be more calm and just work with that guidance and then there's like a lot of the time my clients get guidance about like oh I need to write and Mm -hmm. they're like oh I need to write a book and then they get all freaked out it's like well I have to write a book and it's like well start with five minutes yeah start with five minutes a day put it in your calendar take it on Mm -hmm. and then when the universe sees you doing that they're like ah he's got it now let's give him one more thing to deal with it's like when I when I came out of the the sexual closet, it was like when I came out of the How old were you? Uh twenty I was a late bloomer, I was like twenty three. Oh wow. And then when I did that, it was like, oh look, the, like he's come out of the sexual closet, let's give him something else to work with. And then at that time I was very scientific, I was a scientist and I still am. Uh but very like science is my religion basically. Mm-hmm. I was raised Roman Catholic. And it was like, no, 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 as a scientist, I don't need religion. I don't need spirituality. Mm. And then essentially what happened was the universe said, well, he's come out of the, the sexual closet. Where we're we're going to throw something else at him where he comes, has to come out of the spiritual closet. Mm. And I started seeing energy and went through the whole, like, medical community of, like, specialists and neurologists and MRIs and everything to see, like, what is going on with me? You must be able to quantify the fact that I can see what I'm seeing. Uh and um so it's uh it's like the universe just gives you more and more to deal with as you basically check off the the to-do list of what they've given you to take on huh it's all about love yeah at the end of the day right totally being loving beings on the planet Mm -hmm. so how am I honoring the love within me and my journey Mm. and what am I to do today to honor that yes and then typically and you still have free will choice because those energies those guides that are coming to you and if you feel overwhelmed if you had too many things the universe is giving you like hey universe I just need I need a little bit less right now on my plate I need to totally you can do that just give me give me a give me a day give me a week Um, because we all go through periods of just like I need to process some stuff Mm. um and yeah cool that's awesome I love you guys <laughs> I, love, I love you too <laughs> let's cut all <laughs> right now right now on the table on Main Street I'm just kidding let's have a cut all session on Main Street <laughs> mm-hmm. oh. yeah uh, well, I think that's per- is there anything else you want to talk about it's been about an hour it's good Usually my podcasts are about an hour. Mm-hmm. Where can you, people find you online? Mm-hmm. Or before then, is there something else? No. I don't think. I think we, we haven't established a Facebook or online page. Mostly it's uh, through word of mouth. Word right of mouth. Cool. And communication to others about what's going on. If people wanted to do a, be part of one of your journeys, how would they go about contacting? They, you have your... My website? Your website. So, What's that? RobertWGrover.com nice. is my website. And yeah. then yeah. you have your website? Uh, uh, www.directionaltraining.com. Cool. So they can seek us out through those pages. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, and we, we've been doing our own separate work for many, many years. Mm-hmm. And then just recently, it seems like since we got married last August, it was like a, a pivotal energetic moment in our lives where when we committed to each other in the union of marriage I didn't think it would change anything we both did yeah. 
we didn't think did not think no we didn't think that it would change anything and it's what it has done is it's birthed another aspect of our relationship cool in working together Mm -hmm. as well and so we get to share the love that we have with each other and we get to work from home yep (laughs) we get to share that love with each other and with the people that we we work with Mm -hmm. And that's it's like I, I really feel like you guys have had many lifetimes together. Mm-hmm. I really feel that. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, and I think the day that we got married, we collected seventy of our closest friends and family and brought them into our home, and we had a marriage in our backyard, and it was a beautiful okay. ceremony. Mm-hmm. And it was like that was sort of like us showing and sharing the love that we have for each other with everyone else so they got to be in that experience that that love bubble (laughs) yeah and then it was sort of like us paying attention to the guidance that we were receiving to say let's start sharing it Mm -hmm. so it's it's safe to love oh thank you totally yeah I love you. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And we just met. Yeah. <laughs> I knew I loved you before I met you. Um, thank you guys for your time and for your wisdom and your love. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for having us. My pleasure. Yeah. Namaste. 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 <laughs> <laughs> hope you enjoyed my interview with gary and rob please head over to itunes to rate and subscribe to the by urban yogi podcast and i will see you next week for another installment of the podcast namaste
Por 